This is the Sooner Schooner Show on the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm Eric G. from 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa. It's game week, baby! Yes! And depending on when you're listening to this, we are either days, hours, or mere minutes away from OU kicking off against Arkansas State. And speaking of Arkansas State, I'm going to give you two players to be on the lookout for from the Red Wolves when OU takes the field against them. We're going to look at the overreaction and the underreaction on OU's depth chart release. We'll talk about the corners a little bit. Um, We'll go into Brent Venable's relationship with Ted Roof. We'll talk about BV continuing to run the defense. We've got an update on Brent Venable's wife, Julie. And I had a chance to watch three OU commits play about a week ago, play on Friday. So I'll tell you how uh, each one of them did and uh, get you all fired up for the future of OU football. But before we go any further, do me a favor. Give me a five-star rating and write a written review. The five-star rating helps us get this content out to more people. And the written review, it's just, um, look, it's just critiquing. It's constructive criticism that we use to help give you the the content that you want. If you take a snapshot of that or a screenshot of that and send it to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com, he will send you back a Heartland College Sports koozie. When OU's depth chart came out, the first place that everybody's eyes went to was running back. Don't lie. Because you were expecting Devontae Barnes and Gavin Sawchuck to be the or, right? That, that w- w- those two guys were going to be the starters. It was either going to be Devontae Bards or Gavin Sawchuck. And then you saw that it was Marcus Major and Tywee Walker, and you went, what? And then you remembered, oh, wait a second. Sawchuck, Barnes, they're a little banged up. So it makes sense that Walker and Major would be the guys who would get their first crack at running the ball for OU against Arkansas State. And here's why you shouldn't worry about that at all. One, Marcus Major and Tywee Walker are pretty talented backs. And as we've said over and over again on this show and on my show on 97.1 The Sports Animal, for the exception of the offensive line, there isn't a deeper room in the entire OU program this year. OU is stacked at running back. So does it really matter who carries the ball? No, especially in the first game. And I think we would all agree that once the season rolls on, it is going to be the Barnes-Sawchuck show. It's just a matter of getting these guys healthy. Of course, let's not rule out the fact that Tyree Walker and Marcus Major goes out and has a bang-up game against Arkansas State and continues to get better, making life a little bit more difficult for Jeff Lebby, deciding, uh, who do I want to give the rock to this week? Which is a really good problem for OU to have because it's been a while since OU has had that kind of problem. Well, as for Tywee Walker, he's obviously earned his spot. And I love the way that this kid performed in the spring game. I think he's got some juice. I think he's the type of guy that you can give him the ball, let him get in the open field, and he just might have enough of that extra gear to leave some guys in the dust this year. That being said... Hey, he had to look, he had to work his way up the depth chart. Everybody's got to work their way up the depth chart this year when you go six and seven. And here's Brent Venables to explain why Tywee Walker is the or with Marcus Major. Again, he he's been really uh consistent, uh, physical, available. 
which is your best ability, his availability. Uh, he's just been a, a guy that you can count on. You know, very, really dependable, tough, physical, does a lot of the little things right, and uh, he plays really strong behind his pads and has always fallen forward. So those are the reasons why he's created opportunity for himself. And again, we've had some guys that are limited, you know, here and there, nothing uh, you know, long-term, but that's created opportunity for him. He's taken, he's taken advantage of it. You know, I think that's the biggest thing, not an indictment on really anybody else, uh, other than it's a statement to, to really what he's done uh, with the work that he's put in and his productivity with the opportunities he's been, he's been given. The overreaction, the running backs, the underreaction, and was surprised that more people didn't light this up on social media. And if they did, if you did, and I missed it, I apologize. But it was Edmund Santa Fe, OU, OSU transfer, Trace Ford, being the or to Ethan Downs. Trace Ford could start in this game versus Arkansas State. Now, if I had to bet... In that position, okay, that that, set, that other defensive end position, I would bet that Ethan Downs gets the start, but I'm also looking for Trace Ford to contribute quite a bit, not only in this game versus Arkansas State, but throughout the year. When you remember him from OSU, what do you remember from Trace Ford? That he was really explosive, that he had a knack for getting in the backfield, that when he was healthy, he was harder than hell to block. And that didn't change at all. The only thing that Trace Ford has really had to worry about throughout his career is whether or not he's going to be able to stay on the field long enough without getting hurt. What's interesting about Trace Ford is that you figure because he's a transfer, okay, and he's coming from Oklahoma State, well, obviously that must have meant that he was promised a certain spot on the depth chart or Brent Venables told him, hey, you've got a really good chance to start, but it, but that's not the truth. He had to work his way up. He ran with the threes. He ran with the fours, and Brent Venables certainly couldn't be more proud of the way that this cat has performed. I, I, I don't feel like we were stacked, uh, you know, and I don't say that as an indictment on any player. Um, you know, there might have been able bodies, but I just look at every position on our defense, and there wasn't nobody stacked anywhere. And stack to me means quality, depth, proven ability at a really high level. And, uh, and when we weren't there on defense at, at any position. So uh, he, he looked for, he found opportunity. And, uh, and so, you know, what, what he brings to the table, he's got a high motor, he's crazy explosive, uh, he's physical at the point of attack, he's a cerebral guy, uh, he allows you to coach him hard, he demands a lot from himself, he's willing to put in the time uh, to learn uh, the X's and the O's so that he can play fast, he's done a great job of doing that. It's a very candid answer from Brent Venables about what he thought of his depth at defensive end. And look, I'm excited about Trace Ford. I've been watching this kid since high school Loved what he did at Oklahoma State. One of the most dangerous things about OSU when Trace Ford was there and healthy, you had to worry about him and Colin Oliver. Well, now Oklahoma's got a situation where, and again, Brent Venable said, you know, no disrespect to really anybody else there at that position. But think about this. You could have Bothroyd, the transfer, Rondell Bothroyd, the, the transfer from Wake Forest, and you could have Trace Ford both coming off the edge. 
And let's go ahead and throw Ethan Downs into the mix and some of the other guys you've got there. If you were if you were like me and you were skeptical about Oklahoma's defense coming into the season, just the fact that Trace Ford is going to be a major contributor or at least sounds like he's going to be a major contributor, that ought to get you excited. And if he and Bothroyd and Downs can all live up to the hype this year, and more importantly, just live up to their ability. Oh, you will be hell for for offenses to deal with. And how long have we been crying out for that? How long have we been crying out for an OU defense where we knew that there were enough guys on there that can make plays, especially behind the line of scrimmage, where you had some confidence that they could get off the field in third down situations, especially third and long? Well, guess what? It might be this year. And who knows, your MVP of this defense could end up being one of those three guys. We'll focus a lot on Danny Stutzman this year. And by the way, congratulations to Jaron Kanick for being the other starting linebacker. But yeah, those defensive ends are going to be major keys in the cog in order for OU to be successful. Now, another group that Brent Venables is excited about, or I should say a group Brent Venables is excited about, is the corner. And we all know Woody Washington was starting at one. We saw on Tuesday that the other starting cornerback is going to be Gentry Williams out of Booker T. Washington here in Tulsa. And Brent says, hey, um, you know, for those of you that were concerned about the corners and how my guys could cover, guess what? Don't be. Well, it's still, I'll be honest, it's still really ongoing. You know, I expect to play a lot of guys at at the corner position. Uh, We got tremendous youth there. And we got to get these guys grown up quickly. Uh, but Gentry, um, he's a, got tremendous work ethic, really smart. He cares. He's passionate. He's tough. He responds to tough coaching. Um, he's a great teammate. He's one to l- listen and learn. So he's re- really humble. Uh, players love him, you know, because he's about his business uh, off the field and on the field. He's a doer, not a talker, and doesn't say a whole lot. Uh, but when he does speak, he, he's about the right stuff. Uh, so um, it's been fun to watch uh, these guys grow up. And, uh, and have, you know, every one of them could probably tell you some tough things that they've gone through. I'm talking about all the, the young guys that we're talking about, uh, whether it's injury or whether it's some failure or, or the struggle to, you know, fight and compete, you know, to create opportunity for themselves. And so it's been a fun group. Jay's done a great job. And, and these young men, uh, again, it's a good list. It's Dolby and Vickers and, you know, Jacoby and Kenai Walker and, uh, of course, uh, Gentry. And, uh, you know, and, and Woody's done an amazing job. I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't, you know, mention the leadership that Woody uh, has poured into these guys. Uh, he's as good of a leader as we have on the team. And, these guys really look up to and respect Woody. Uh, that's been a really been a, a fun group. You know, uh, Jaden Rose, another uh, again young one that big, long, and fast. So, um, Josiah Wagner. You know, I know we talked about him a lot. So, that's a group that's been a little bit banged up through fall camp and have had to fight through some uh, just again some nagging kind of injuries. Nothing uh, significant uh, in nature, but. It's, you know, it makes every rep count when they are available. Well, sounds really excited about his defense overall this year. Just just listening to him talk in his opening press conference, whether he was talking about Jaron Kanick, whether he was talking about Trace Ford, 
the corners, whatever the situation is, he is as fired up as I've heard him be fired up in quite some time. But this is Brent Venable's baby. I think that's the thing you take away from it is defense is definitely his baby. And OU did bring him in because he was a really good defensive coordinator, not only at OU, but obviously at Clemson as well. Despite being run off at OU, the guy certainly didn't forget how to coach defense. However, I've always been one of those guys that says if you're going to be a head coach, you've got to run the program. Let your coordinators, let them do the game plan. Let them call the plays. Let them be the guys that make out the scripts for practice. You run the program. You coach them. Let them coach the players. But that's not the way Brent Venables is going to do it. And Brent Venables says here that, you know, he talks about that balance, which is really hard to strike. It's my biggest criticism of Lincoln Riley. But Brent Venables right here talks about the balance that he has to strike in running the program and being the DC and what it means for his relationship with Ted Roof. Uh, just be more efficient, you know, overall, uh, be more efficient. So to me, trying to, um, to uh, not do what I know how to do uh, as well as I can do it, Kind of being involved isn't, to me, isn't uh, where I need to be. I need to be completely involved uh, defensively. Not that they need my help, but that's um, that's what I know. That's how I got to this position. And I think a year ago uh, was certainly uh, involved, but not to the depth that I think that I felt like I needed to be. You know, after evaluating all of it, so. Uh, it's going to be a collective thing, just like every other defensive staff I've ever been a part. You know, the success and uh, decisions, uh, you know, it will be collective, uh, a collective effort, and everybody has a, their role. But um, this is something that I feel like that's one area that I know I, without question, I can do a good job of, of um, uh, just being another uh a voice, another mind, and another body, an able body to, to help out. Your relationship with Ted, how is it last season? Is it going to be any different this year? No, it's it's great. Yeah, no different whatsoever. Ted's a, you know, one of the reasons, you know, Ted is here just because of his depth of experience, uh, both as a coordinator, a head coach, and, you know, a bunch of different conferences, three different conferences. And, uh, you know, he knows what it looks like. So, uh, but he's got a, he understands what being a great teammate's all about, which is, again, I expect that of all of our staff. It's it's vital that uh, we have a staff that, you know, cohesively un- understands that and sees eye to eye that way. So uh, it won't, won't change, you know, any. What's going to be interesting to see is if OU is successful this year, and Brent Venables remains at OU for any lengthy period of time, and Ted Roof decides that he's going to take off and either retire or maybe go coach someplace else. I would think retire more more at his age, but you never know with these guys. Does Brent Venables just bring in somebody to coach linebackers and not name them defensive coordinator because he's going to run the defense, a la Lincoln Riley running the offense, or... 
does Brent Venables bring in someone, give them the DC label, and actually let them run the defense? Or do you get the label and you're not really the defensive coordinator? Um, which, I, you know, a guy that would be that would be very interesting to talk to about all this is Jeff Lebby, because Jeff Lebby had the title of offensive coordinator while at Ole Miss, but he wasn't running the offense. That was Lane Kiffin. This is Jeff Lebby's first true time to be running an offense this year. And I would imagine that there was a steep learning curve for Jeff Lebby if, if he were to talk about that. And I would imagine Jeff Lebby would have some interesting opinions on whether or not it does a guy any good to have the title if he's not actually doing the work. I mean, and that's another thing I'm a steadfast believer in, that if you're going to give the guy the title, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, you let him do the work. You be the head coach. Let him do the work. You know, pull the Bear Bryant. You know, go coach from the tower. Let everyone else get down there and uh, and do and do the dirty work. All right, I promised you that I would give you a couple of guys to be on the lookout for this week when it comes to watching Arkansas State. Because, look, truthfully, I know you are not worried about this OU-Arkansas State game. And with very good reason why you're not worried about this. Because OU lifetime against uh, A-State, 2-0, and and they've outscored them a whopping 106 to seven. Now, granted, uh, the OU defense last year did give up 30 points per game, and we have no idea how the defense is going to perform. Still, you know, OU's over a 30-point favorite in this game, so you're probably thinking to yourself, why do I really care about any of these guys? Well, if there's two cats that could give OU problems, and I guess I should say two Red Wolves that could give OU problems, it does come in the in the special teams. <gasps> shocking, I know. For a team of their caliber, shocking. And the first guy's name is uh, William Presup. He is a left-footed punter. Okay, now this guy averaged, I think it was like 44 yards per punt last year. And he's been around a while. He, he's been in this program a while. He's not a spring chicken. And in fact, he is actually on the Ray Guy watch list. But the guy's like... 6'4", 270 pounds, so you figure he's got a really, yeah, 247 pounds, sorry. Oversold him just a bit. 6'4", 247 pounds, he's a left-footed punter and averages 44 yards per punt. And Lincoln Riley's days, you're not really worried about playing field position. And I don't know how worried you'll be worried about playing field position in this particular game, um, and I would think Dylan Gabriel's going to have a, a very good game, and so are OU's receivers. But uh, just in case OU's offense doesn't click, they could find themselves spending a lot of time on their end of the field just because this guy has one hell of a leg. Now, also in the special teams, you got Dominic Zavada. He's their kicker. Last year from 45 yards plus, he was automatic. He was 6 of 7 from 45 yards plus. So as Arkansas State struggles in this game, as we expect them to, if you're 45 yards out, maybe a little bit more, um, I could see him, see Butch Jones, kicking the ball quite a bit. But those are the two guys. Yeah, the punter and the kicker. Man, I'm not worried about this team. You worried about this team? No, come on. No, we'll worry next week, okay? I mean, we we agreed on that. We'll, We'll worry next week when it's Southern Methodist. All right, we'll worry next week when it when, when it's SMU. 
real quick, um, I look, I'm going to be following Edmund Santa Fe all year long. Uh, and, and in full disclosure, my son plays for them. Uh, he's a freshman, and he's playing on the varsity for him, playing a defensive line on the varsity for them. So with that, I'll actually get to see a couple of OU commits play every single week. Uh, Bergen Kaiser, who was a preferred walk-on, and also uh, Josh, uh, Josh Shosa, who was a scholarship kid uh, who plays on the offensive line. Uh, this past week, they played Jinx, and I also had a chance to see Jed Kalmus play. Look, Jed Kalmus was making about every freaking tackle for Jinx. I like Jed Kalmus. He's got some speed. He flies to the ball um, like every other player from Jinx. He knows how to play assignment football really well. Uh, does a good job of knowing where the ball is, and he's like a magnet. Wherever wherever that ball is, the kid's going to make a tackle. That being said, and again, I've told you, Bergen Kaiser is a preferred walk-on. He was undoubtedly the best player on that field Friday night. No question about it. It wasn't even close. He's playing He's playing with his hand in his dirt on defensive line. He's playing stand-up defensive end. They had him on offense. He can run the ball. He can catch. He was punting. He's one of these classic athletes that he's very rare. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily as good an athlete as Dean Blevins was in high school. Dean Blevins is one of those guys that is just good at everything that he does. It 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 doesn't matter. what Whatever the situation is, Dean Blevins is going to be good at it, You know, especially in sports. He's a good quarterback. He's a good basketball player. He's he's a freaking scratch golfer. Last time I heard, um, and, and I know that Dean, had he decided to be a professional golfer, would have been an excellent golfer. Um, and Dean's one hell of a broadcaster. Bergen Kaiser's that guy. He's that guy that's just he's he's just really good at, at everything he does, which still amazes me why he's only a preferred walk on. Now that being said, watching somebody play in high school versus watching somebody play. In college could be two different things. And that's why I think Josh Shosa has a chance to be a really special player for OU. As I said before, I saw these two play in scrimmage, and I saw Bergen Kaiser kind of throw him around a bit. Sosa's tall. He's got long arms. I don't know if in college he's a tackle the way he is in high school. Maybe you see this guy move uh, to guard a little bit, but it's very hard for guys to get around him. Does an excellent job of blocking. Uh, it's got pretty good footwork, so I'll be watching to see how he develops this year. Uh, because with Bergen Kaiser, I feel like I got a pretty good beat on him. He's a guy that'll find some way to contribute at OU. I'd be surprised if he didn't, and if it doesn't happen at OU, it'll happen someplace else for him. And finally, let's wrap up on a on a high note here, or at least somewhat of a high note, um, as Brent Venables gave us an update on his uh, wife Julie. And Julie, she's doing good. You know, uh, probably. Uh, looking at at some point in time here in the near future, we'll probably have to do some uh, chemotherapy. Uh, so, um, but uh, things have gone, you know, uh, well uh, up to this point, all things considered. So appreciate you asking. You know, obviously we've got them in our thoughts. And as I've said before with Brent, I think you're a strong individual to be able to coach and have your wife go through that at the same time. And of course, you know, we here at the Sooner Schooner Show wish you absolutely nothing but the best for you and your wife, Coach. And uh, we hope that uh, she gets better uh, in a quick amount of time. All right, next week, obviously, we'll be looking ahead to the Southern Methodist game. Please don't forget, give us a five-star rating. 
write that written review, take the screenshot of it, send it in to Pete Mundo at Pete Mundo at HeartlandCollegeSports.com, and then get that koozie back in the mail and then go styling with that Heartland College Sports koozie. Until then, until next week, snooch to the dooch.